Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. As we wait for, hopefully, a 2020 baseball season, I'm spending my time on statistical analysis. Recently, I've done pods on the home run fly ball rates, batting average on balls in play. Before that, category busters, top 10 fantasy seasons by position, rookies, sleepers, breakthrough players, draft strategy, a mock first round, and more. You can dive back into the podcast history for those. Oh, and a reminder, you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. The next statistic we've been talking about is launch angle. I talked about the impact on changes in launch angles for hitters, so now let's take a look at the pitchers. Who are some pitchers that had the biggest improvement, which would be a decline in percentage in launch angle last season? Let's start with Max Scherzer, the Washington Nationals. His launch angle went from 20.3% to 13.3%. That's a pretty big drop. Now, he threw his fewest innings since 2009, but his fly ball rate of 38.1% was his lowest since his rookie season of 2008. Scherzer was definitely keeping the ball down. Now, Hun Jin Ru had a dominant 2019 season, and he had the support of his underlying numbers. It led to the lowest fly ball rate, 25.4%, and his lowest home run rate, 0.84 per nine innings, since 2014. His launch angle was cut in half from 12.5% to 6%, and that can make a serious difference. A prime example for not putting too much weight onto a change in launch angle is Antonio Senzatello of the Colorado Rockies. He improved his launch angle from 10.4% to 4.3%, but still ended up with an atrocious 6.71 ERA because he surrendered more walks, was easier to hit, and despite his career-low fly ball rate of 23.8%, more of his fly balls were leaving the park. Boston Red Sox starter Eduardo Rodriguez busted out with 19 wins last season, so he's not a secret anymore, but a lot of his other numbers were better in 2018. That includes fielding independent pitching, whip, and an ERA that was 3.82 compared to 3.81 last season. But his decline in launch angle led to a career-low 32.5% fly ball rate. His launch angle went from 13.4% to 9.1%. On the other end of the one-loss record, Tyler Molly of the Cincinnati Reds was 3-12 last season. And while he has a way too high home run fly ball rate, 20.8% last season, he did have a lower fly ball rate overall, 31.3%, with a launch angle dropping from 13% to 8.8%. Staying in Cincinnati, though, with Luis Castillo. Part of the reason for Castillo's breakthrough last season is that he kept the ball down with his uh, launch angle dropping from 9.1% to 5.1%. That led to lower fly ball rates and lower home run rates overall. Washington Nationals ace Steven Strasburg had the best season of his career, and it was the same season that he had a career low fly ball rate of 28.6%. At the same time that his drop in launch angle went from 10.6% to 7.2%. That's probably not a coincidence. Houston Astros star Justin Verlander had a drop in launch angle from 21.4% to 18.2%. Those are still pretty high numbers. So his successful 2019 season was probably more based on a 218 batting average on balls in play, but the change in launch angle did uh, give Verlander a lower fly ball rate, and that didn't hurt, especially when his home run fly ball rate was a career high, 16%. So the fact that he knocked a few fly, had a few fewer fly balls uh, would have helped overall. Uh, it's not like Dylan Bundy was great last season with the Orioles. He had a 4.79 ERA, 4.73 fielding independent pitching, and he only won seven games with the Orioles. But there were signs of life from Bundy. He had a career low fly ball rate, 
and that led to better numbers than what he had in 2018. So Bundy isn't where he needs to be. And the launch angle did drop from 16.8% to 13.7%. But that was a, a subtle sign of progress at the very least. Minnesota twin star Jake Odorizzi had his launch angle. It dropped from 20.2% to 17.1%. And he did have the lowest home run rate of his career, 0.91 uh, per nine innings. He also had his lowest fly ball rate since 2015. At the same time, Odorizzi had a hard hit rate of 42.3%, a career high. And he still managed to have his most effective season. Anyway, now is a good time to take a break. When I come back on the other side, some pitchers that saw their launch angles increase, and, well, that's probably not good in most cases. And we're back with a look at pitchers that saw their launch angles increase in 2019. We'll start with Hector Velasquez, former Red Sox pitcher who was claimed on waivers by Baltimore. He saw his numbers spike last season when his launch angle went from 8.9% in 2018 to 15.6% in 2019. It starts with that rise in launch angle, but then it turns into a higher rate of fly balls and a much higher ERA for Velasquez. Now, a pitcher who had a great season in 2019 is Lance Lynn, and that makes him a fascinating case because the veteran starter had the unequivocally best season of his career in 2019, even though he had a rise in launch angle from 7.7% to 13.6%. That led to a career-high fly ball rate, and still, Lynn delivered the best season of his career. Marcus Stroman moved from the Mets uh, to the Mets from the Blue Jays last season and had his best season as a major leaguer, despite an increased launch angle. It went from 0.4% to 5.2%, and that led to the highest fly ball rate since 2014. As a pitcher that depends on his sinker, it's generally not good if Stroman can't keep the ball down, but he still managed to have pretty solid results last season. Former Giants ace Madison Bumgarner finished with the highest ERA of his career, 3.90, thanks to, at least in part, to a higher launch angle. Uh, the average launch angle on, on Bumgarner last year went from 12.6% to 17.4%. That led to him to his highest fly ball rate and highest home run per nine innings rate of his career. Julius Chassin was effective for the Brewers in 2018 and was a flop in 2019. His higher launch angle, going from 11.5% to 16.3%, led to the highest fly ball, home run rate, and ER rate of his career. After a dominant 2018 season, Trevor Bauer's launch angle increased from 11.2% to 16%, and that, with it, higher fly ball rate, higher hard hit rate, and his home run rate skyrocketed causing his ERA to more than double. Although his home run fly ball rate has been decreasing, Marco Gonzalez of the Seattle Mariners, his overall fly ball rate was a career-high 38% last season. If that fly ball rate continues to rise and the home run fly ball rate suddenly spikes, there is potential for a brutal season. And it seems more reasonable than expecting a dramatic move in the other direction for Gonzalez. Even with his launch angle rising from 8.6 to 12.8% last season, Zach Davies' ERA improved from 4.77 in 2018 to 3.55 last season. But his underlying numbers didn't like his 2019 that much better, if any, uh, when compared to 2018. He allowed a slightly higher rate of home runs thanks to a career-high fly ball rate of 36.3%. The interesting thing about Cubs starter Kyle Hendricks is that his overall numbers were pretty similar from 2018 to 2019. ZRA ERA went from 3.44 to 3.46. 
His fielding independent pitching was a little bit better in 2019. His expected fielding independent pitching was better in 2018. His war was better in 2019, but there was a rise in launch angle from 8.9% to 13%. That makes him worth keeping an eye on, just to see whether or not there's room for slippage there. After a solid stretch with the A's in 2018, veteran right-hander Trevor Cahill struggled for the Angels in 2019 with a major spike in home run rate, coupled with an increased fly ball rate. His launch angle went from 5.9% to 9.6%. Cahill's a pitcher who, at his best, has the ball sinking low and away, and if hitters are getting under the ball, trouble is sure to follow. There are a couple notable relievers that saw increases in their launch angles as well. Reds closer Rizel Iglesias had a fine season, but also had a career-high fly ball rate, career-high hard hit rate, and also saw a big leap in batting average on balls in play. An average launch angle of more than 20%, up from 13.8%, that brings some risk into, into play. Blake Trinan had an incredible season in 2018, and his ERA went from 0.78 in 2018 to 4.91 in 2019. His fly ball and home run uh, per fly ball rates were a career high, leading to Trinan giving up nine home runs in just 58 and two-thirds innings. His launch angle went from 6.4% to 12%, and that obviously contributed to the home runs that he was giving up. One more reliever to, to look at is Jeremy Jeffress, who had a really low launch angle a couple years ago, 2.8%, went up to 7.6% last year. As a result, his batting average on balls in play went from 249 to 322. His ERA went from 1.29 to 5.02. You can look at Jeffers and say, oh, well, the launch angle went up and his, his other numbers uh, went up as well. You, you can see how that might, might bring about some negative trends. Not, not that you're jumping to get Jeremy Jeffress as a, as a fantasy reliever, but you, you can see the way an increase in launch angle can cause some problems for major league pitchers. Uh, before we go, uh, a couple of uh, news and notes. Uh, I guess we'll first we'll look at uh, when is Major League Baseball going to play. Uh, they, they floated the idea of playing in Arizona. Uh, I, I don't think that that looks like it's going to happen. There are a few too many complications of um, what do you do uh, when you have that many people around uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, you, you can't just, you know, play these games with only the players. You know, they're... they're uh, support staff and and umpires and it's just a, it's a complicated uh, thing to try and put together and and this isn't just for major league baseball the, the national hockey league and the nba are both trying to figure out how they're going to continue their seasons if uh, if at all uh, and you know major league baseball maybe that's a trial balloon that they're floating out there about trying to uh, have everybody play in arizona uh, and i'm not sure how the logistics would even work out uh, but I think one of the hardest uh, parts of that is going to be finding, getting, I guess, agreement uh, on players who are going to say, yeah, they're fine leaving their families for uh, three, four months. You know, the, and it, it's one thing if you're, uh, you know, a young single guy and deciding to, to, to go do this thing with, with a bunch of your, your teammates. Uh, it's another thing altogether if you're uh, a young guy who has a wife and some kids and, uh, all of a sudden you're going to say, all right, I'm not going to see you for the next four months. You know, there are people who do that in, in many walks of life, but professional athletes typically have a little bit more, more choice in, in how they uh, manage when and where they play. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Well, we will see how 
how it goes with baseball's uh, attempts to, to restart. I'm obviously hoping uh, they can find a way to do it sooner rather than later, but I think we have to be uh, extremely patient uh, when it comes to starting sports uh, uh, after the coronavirus. So uh, a couple other uh, quick notes. Uh, Mark Reynolds uh, has retired. He had at least 40, uh, had at least 30 home runs four times, hit over 40 home runs once, including he did it as recently as 2017 with Colorado. In 2009, uh, Reynolds hit 44 home runs, drove in 102, uh, scored 98, stole 24 bases, and hit 260. That was his best season. Uh, the challenge that he brought for fantasy owners is that he was a 236 hitter for his career and had six seasons in which he hit less than 225. Um, so a lot of times if you're, if you're going for Mark Reynolds, uh, you had to make a trade-off. Uh, you, you were uh, reaching for the power and uh, hoping that the batting average didn't kill you. Um, nevertheless, he enjoyed a 13-year Major League career, uh, at least a handful of which uh, were very fantasy relevant. And then uh, switching gears and, and on a not-as-happy note is Josh Hamilton uh, facing assault charges uh, stemming from an incident with his 14-year-old daughter. Um, while Hamilton obviously had great moments on the field and his career resurrection in Texas was a great story, but he's had so many problems off, off the field. It's just really sad to see that. And that's what made his story in Texas so great is that he had overcome a lot. Uh, I guess the, the personal demons was the easiest way to put it, uh, for a guy who had, uh, some pretty serious drug problems. Uh, before he he got his career on track and then he had some really great years for texas and i guess since since his major league career has ended it hasn't been uh smooth sailing for him and so i guess you we would all like to think that uh he left his problems behind once he made it to the major leagues and had a successful career uh but that's not how this seems to work and so uh josh hamilton uh is i guess struggling with uh with uh, family life and for his sake and and the sake of his family i i hope he he gets the help that he needs so uh on that less than happy note that will do it for today uh send me your questions i'm at by scott cullen on twitter show is at lo underscore fantasy mlb on twitter and shoot me an email at locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Have a great Easter. I'll be back next week with more stats. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.